This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. towards how we would say the back end of August Women's Month. I hope that you've had a wonderful month. I have been seeing a lot of wonderful celebrations and beautiful, beautiful outreaches as well as events and conferences and women's gatherings and summits. Oh, it's been a beautiful month and uh, just filled with many, many good things. We know some hardships, but we also know that we can celebrate that which is good. And here on Voice of Change today, I want to welcome you into the space where we're going to be talking about the things we don't talk about. Now, the things we don't say, and especially as women, the conversations we often maybe don't have in society, or as women, things we don't say when we get together. And I'm going to be joined by Nida Narandes, and she is the co-founder of Real Stories. And Real Stories is all about creating stories, and it's 100% woman-owned. And throughout the month of August, they had an incredible campaign running that was called things we don't talk about sharing stories sharing the harsh reality that one in three women experience sexual violence in their lifetime and that this is an issue that doesn't discriminate but it's something that all women do and can and often have experienced regardless of where you stand in in society, regardless of your religion, regardless of your color, your nationality, regardless of affluence or none. It is just a reality that many women have experienced sexual violence. And I would like to go a little bit further and say that many times women have not just experienced sexual violence, but assault or harassment and abuse in many, many different forms. And uh, it's just something that sometimes we don't talk about. And there's many reasons why we don't talk about it. And it's not good to just go on over and talk to people in a vulnerable place and just, you know, share with people maybe that you don't trust. But it's something that we as women, when we create spaces to talk about, we we just find there's a lot of similarities, which is a bit difficult sometimes, but we can also find a, find a space of healing. And so that is why Nita and myself are going to be getting in to the things we don't talk about, the series that is ongoing, that has been created by her and her team, as well as Jimmy Nevis collabing with them. And here on Voice of Change with myself, Lauren Jacobs, we always want to talk about the things we don't talk about. And so today I'm welcoming Nina into the space, onto the show, and she's also going to be sharing with us a bit of her story and her experiences. So don't go anywhere. Nita's with me for the next hour.
It is always such a joy to me to have fellow creatives, directors, filmmakers, producers, and like I said, journalists as well on the show with me. And so today I'm joined, as I said earlier on, by Nita Narandis, which I hope I pronounced correctly. And Nita, it's going to be such a great conversation we're having around something that is your baby, real stories. And, uh, you know, throughout the month of August, you've been getting up to some amazing things but before we get into that welcome to the show and I really hope that you are doing super well today hi thank you so much Lauren thank you for this opportunity firstly um, and this conversation which I think is just so important um, it is it is very very I, important. I think we, can't, we can't stop having this conversation um, and I hope a lot of people would start here um, so yes thank you for having me it's such a pleasure. You know, when we talk about things we need to talk about, people are probably going, what are you ladies talking about now? And firstly, tell us about real stories. Now, it's real spelled R-E-E-L stories. And for those who love Instagram, fellow millennials, you know, you know that you love creating reels. And I love reels. I'm grateful for all the content creators who create reels, from the funny ones to the you know, life lesson ones to the important conversations. And tell us a bit about real stories, how this began, what is your vision, how it works, and is it just for social media or do you use it in different places, the beautiful and incredible and powerful stories that you create? Yes, okay. So real stories. Um, real stories was born from a COVID nightmare, of course. Um, everything was just, up in the air and you know there were retrenchments and we didn't know what to do with it um and so the videographer used to work with at the company and I said why don't you know she kept saying to me neither do something do something and I was like oh you know I've I've never been a business person I don't even know where to start here like mm -hmm. this scares the hell out of me I've worked for every big newspaper publication company in South Africa. I've been a journalist for 25 years now. Um, but I, I never thought I would be able to do this on my own because, you know, growing up, that's not what you taught. You're not taught to become a business owner. It's just not where we came from. You taught to get a job and start working. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the whole thought of real stories scared, scared me. Uh, but I think that's, that's a pivotal point. If it doesn't scare you, then you're not doing it right. Um, so we started Real Stories. Um, and a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs um, said to me, like, just do it. You've been doing it, you know, for other companies for the longest time. Just do what you do, you know, tell stories. But then there's this, you know, visual aspect to it, which is amazing because video content, you know, there's a 300% conversion rate on video. And so there's so much of market for video. So why not take your storytelling capabilities and pair it with visual, uh, with video and make something great out of it. And so Maxine February, who's my co-pilot in this mission of ours, um, we started Real Stories with, I don't know, like one camera and a dream. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, our first client was actually Cape Nature um, and it was brought to us via, you know, somebody who trusted our work and we still work with Cape Nature now and 
you know they've been amazing and the women that that run the marketing department have been amazing in catapulting our brand as well so we work alongside a lot of a lot of great brands we work with grand west and cape nature and jimmy nevis is one of our clients as well um and we have such an array of clients um and so that is what real stories is we create visually beautiful content um for clients and for ourselves as well um that speaks to people on a different level i would like to think mm. I love that. And I love that you said as well that, you know, not only working with clients and other people, but creating stories that are for yourselves. And uh, you mentioned Jimmy Nevis and you did a collab with him, which is incredible. And especially yes. for Women's Month being a time where we kind of do, we celebrate womanhood, we celebrate what women achieved, you know, today and in our past, a historical day, the 9th of August. But I think that sometimes we forget what happened just, you know, a few years ago before we hit the COVID pandemic, when we had the reality of woman, a woman dying and being killed every single day that August, I believe it was 2019, and where all the women yes. marched to parliament. Yes. And we have this short-term memory, don't we, that we're still fighting for a lot of things and we still need to have important conversations. And one of the things that you did with Jimmy Nevis's collab was called the things we don't talk about. Now tell us a bit yeah. about that woman getting together. It's so impactful, so powerful. I know that it's a series that more is going to come from. Tell us a bit about the things that we don't talk about as a woman uh, what exactly are those things? And what was what was really going on in the conversation that you were having with Jimmy as well about why you want to bring this up and highlight this? Yes, so oh, Jimmy is just an amazing human. Um, and so Jimmy and I have been working together from last year. Um, I've been helping him with his album launch. And the title of his album is Things We Don't Talk About. And so coming up on Women's Month, um, he and I were just chatting and I said to him, you know, I have this great idea, but you know, you'd have to you'd have to give me your social media. <laughs> and he said to me, Well, what is it? And I said, No, you know, you have such a strong following and you are one of those people that, you know, I feel we can rely on to be a part of this journey. Uh, but also you have the audience and you have the voice, which is what we need. And so what about coming up with this concept of things we don't talk about, a woman edition, you know, um, and just let people, let women talk about the things they don't talk about. Let them say what they want to say. Let them say how they've been affected by things, you know. Mm. The truth of the matter is that at some point in all of our lives, we've been touched inappropriately i mean mm. from little girls to adults to you know it, i i don't think there's a time where somebody hasn't been you know touched inappropriately mm. and that scares me so much because i have a daughter you know and my constant thought is when is it going to be your turn mm. and how do i protect you from that how do i protect you from that and the only way for me to start protecting you is for me to talk about it, for everybody to talk about it, because 
then we take away the secret behind it. Then we take away the stigma of saying it out loud. Because when it had happened to me when I was a child, I, I firstly I didn't understand what was going on, mm. um, and secondly it was um, something that I wouldn't have gone on to tell my mom. You know, I, I wouldn't have went to her and said, "Do you know what happened?" Because it just it felt wrong, but it didn't feel like something I should bring up and cause trouble about. And I think so many young girls, so many women go through that where we just don't talk about it mm. and it lives inside of us until we get to this point in our lives where we realize you know maybe if we had said something that person would have been more afraid to do it to somebody else um and so maybe you could have stopped that cycle of that person's abuse um and so this is where we are with things we don't talk about because it's such an important conversation to start and you know a few women have commented and even sent private messages saying like they've actually spoke about something that has happened to them in their childhood that they would have never had they not kind of been provoked by the videos that we've been creating but also we wanted to show with the series um that it has no age limit hmm. we have young people we have older people we have middle-aged people it it transcends all ages this is just something we are all a victim of yeah. hmm. sure and and so powerful again what you were saying is that as women there's not a time in your life probably where maybe someone hasn't touched you inappropriately uh, and it could yeah. be I've met women that have experienced this you know uh, you know, handing out communion at a church in a in a religious pers- perspective and atmosphere uh, in, during That's a service just, and handing out and some guy just, you know, grabbed her under her skirt, you know, she was wearing a long skirt. And mm-hmm. you're in a atmosphere, for example, that you consider a holy space, you know, a sacred space. And these things happen in those spaces too. These things happen everywhere and uh, I've met women who have have shared this and have you know shared openly and said you know you can share my story it's okay because as a journalist that is important to me as well and I think these are the things that we don't talk about just like you're saying and uh, I think that it can be great for healing as well to voice give a voice to your experience I know it's very hard but there's a, a sense of of when I share my story, I'm also not alone. Uh, and I'm part of, of a sisterhood. We have shared experiences. And like you said, women sending you messages and private messages, maybe they haven't been able to give voice to the experience. And like you said too, isn't it so true how when this happens to you, whether you're a young child and even adults as well, you, you carry the sense of, I can't tell anybody or I can't stand yes. up against that person. And that's heartbreaking as well. It is. It is. You know, the the harsh reality is that one in three women will experience some sexual violence in their lifetime. Mm. Um, And it doesn't discriminate with age. Um, And, it, you know, unfortunately, it affects most women because we are, you know, we are the gender that is most affected by this. And so, you know, 
when we sat down and had this conversation, you know, there's always the 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 thought of well, where is this leading, um, and you know what will it do? And Jimmy and I, Jimmy and I said like. If we change one person's perception, if we've made one person speak out loud, if we've, you know, made a difference in one person's life, then this whole month's worth of content would have been a success. And by the stories that are coming out and just, you know, retelling stories and and, and sharing I think sharing is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already accomplished what we have. And, you know, we did one video where the main video was um, to show, like we asked a whole lot of women, eight women to be specific, different questions about, you know, have you ever been a victim of gender-based violence? You know, take three steps back. Um and the one question that stuck out for me, so so women had to move according to the questions. And, you know, you can see so many women are just moving together and moving together and moving together. And, and it showed the power of it doesn't matter where you come from and who you are. These things affect everybody. These are just eight women who disconnected from each other's lives, you know, yeah. and yet they have the same experiences. Different, but the same experiences. Mm. And the one very powerful was... Um, have you taken action against an abuser? And I think only two people stepped forward from the eight. Mm. And then you realize, you know, okay, you should actually be a person that should take action because it it all starts and stops with us. Mm. Mm. You know, and there's also the conversation of the workplace and how women are constantly undermined in the workplace, how we never earn as much as our male counterparts. Um, you know, a big thing for me was I've been working in this industry in media for, as I said, 25 years. But every time I start a new position, a new job, I literally have to start at the bottom and start proving myself all over yeah. again till I get to the top. And that frustrated me to no, to no end because it's never the same for a male that, that starts in that position. You know what you know and you're an expert. Yeah. But here's me having done everything that I needed to do to be in that seat, having to prove myself from the bottom all the way to the top again. Mm-hmm. And then you start a new job and same, prove yourself all over again. And it's crazy because, you know, they're not the same standards, but also it's a job and we can't say anything about it because, hey, we lose our job. Yeah. Um, but I think the conversations, if they keep going, I think women will be more conscious of stuff like this in the workplace, out of the workplace, um, in their friendship circles, in their family circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe would we would have made a difference with this campaign. Mm. Exactly. And you were saying about the workplace and I know it's, it is such a narrative, isn't it? And I, I hope that you'll cover this as well. Women in the workplace uh, openly sharing their stories because yes. workplace, uh, something like harassment is a big thing mm. in the workplace, but also, like you said, having to start at the bottom, having to prove yourself and also being in meetings. Oftentimes women find themselves in meetings, whether it's board meetings and while they're explaining something, they get spoken over or have to have 
you know, that kind of undermining that happens as well. And there's not the yeah, same level true. of respect that is given. And this is yeah. an important conversation that you're now talking about as well, because it's something that we do not hear enough about, or, you know, someone listens when kind of a, a male counterpart or colleague is speaking, uh, trying to explain your idea, but not listening when you're explaining your own vision and idea. And that is a huge problem and needs to be corrected in the workplace. And yes. it's something that we have to think about, but also something that we have to talk about. And I, Nita, I want us to talk a little bit more about that, but we're going to go to a quick, quick song break. I don't want you yeah. as our listener to go anywhere because Nita and I are still going to be talking about real stories and also the things we don't talk about, especially as women, especially we're in Women's Month. And I want us to carry this kind of conversation beyond women. Women's Month as well. So enjoy some music and don't go anywhere. See you after this. You're with me here, Lauren Jacobs on Voice of Change today. I hope that you've been having a fantastic, wonderful, blessed afternoon and that you're enjoying the conversation between myself and Nita. And uh, with this beautiful, I say it's beautiful because when we don't talk about things, it creates, I believe, toxicity and negativity. And you can even be doing harm to your own physical self when you don't talk about things that you've been through that have caused trauma. But it can be a broken kind of beautiful that becomes a beautiful thing when we begin to voice what we've been through. And Nita, one of the things that I think always holds women back from speaking or sharing different kinds of realities that they face is the sense that, you know, I, I can't say anything because I carry shame. There's a sense mm. of carrying shame. How do you find that we can break out of that? You know, like you shared initially a couple of minutes ago through your own story and journey, I'm sure there was something that you faced and also having mm. done work with women and them sharing these stories. How do we break out of that shame? Someone could be listening right now going, I experienced something that I've never spoken about. How mm. do I break out of the shame to be able to find my voice again and find that personal power again? Oh, you know, that's such a tricky thing because, you know, we know historically that a lot of these abusers are somebody that you know, um, which makes the situation all that more difficult um but i think if you if you don't give into that power firstly when you are in that situation to say absolutely no this is not happening to me you know in that in those few seconds you you are so bewildered by what is going on that you you're almost frozen in time and you're unable to step away from it so i think if, for example, if I had been more forthright, and I'm a very vocal person when it comes to things, um, but of course, you know, I was young. Uh, but if I had been told more often, um, step away, step out, shout, um, just say no, you will not do this to me, and immediately tell what, you know, Tell someone who you know would be on your side. You you always have this one person in your corner. There's always one person in your corner in your family. Mm, and yeah. it's important to give up that secret immediately. 
and let whatever needs to happen unfold, whether it's breaking the family apart because you've now spoken your truth, whether it is causing a bit of a upset with your family members or friends or whatever the situation may be. Do you know, now more than ever, it's teachers and it's um, older pupils in schools. It's so, as you know, it, it is family members and it's all of that, but there is a varying number of situations you could find yourself in. But I think to to firstly just say no, step out of that situation and immediately say to somebody, this is right now what happened to me. This is exactly what happened to me mm. right this minute. I think if we if we become more vocal and less scared, then we're taking away the power from that person. And, you know, remember, somebody gets blamed for something like that, Um and it doesn't just go away immediately. More people will be more cautious around this person. Um, I think speaking your words into power is so very important. And it's it sounds a lot harder than it is. But if we keep doing this, then we are taking away all the power from people who do this to other people. Do you know? Mm-hmm. You're scaring them into a corner of not being able to do it because you've been accused of this before as well. Um and the secrets, the secrets is what creates the power mm. and for them to do it to you again. Mm. Mm. And like I just wrote down that very important phrase that you said, so important yes. speaking your words into power. Yes. That is that in itself is a, a mind shift as well. It's kind of taking back your power, taking back your voice. But you mentioned something yeah. very important. A lot of times the abuser is known to you. Oftentimes it's a family yeah. member. And a lot of people keep quiet because they don't want to break the family apart. But yeah. there's more harm in keeping quiet than in speaking that truth, speaking what has happened to you. And one of the things that we also don't talk about and stats are showing and stories are showing that this is happening more and more is women and young children, young girls being abused by other women. It's something we oh, yeah. don't talk a lot about. Uh, oftentimes, yes. it's a it's a case of of uh, seeing the abusers being a male. But stats yes. are showing, and I've heard stories of women being abused, young girls being abused by aunties, sisters, yeah. uh, female family members, and and that can be quite traumatic because it it shifts a, a mind perspective, and it's like how you know we see women as yeah. as mothering or nurturing or compassionate or kind all those things but that's not often the case and and that sometimes is quite quite scary because you have a situation where it could be a female family member you don't want to speak up against her Mm. maybe she's someone that helped raise you and that can be quite daunting as well and and stats are showing us that and it's something that we can't keep quiet about either you know female abuse happens and uh, it's it's another conversation that we need to have as well. No, for sure. I think there there's there's so many threads to this conversation. You know, there's the abuse in workspaces. Mm. Um, there is abuse in family homes. There is abuse in. I think there's just so many layers to these mm. conversations that, you know, that we can have conversations about. Um, but I think we 
the important thing is to start. Yeah. You know, somebody somebody said to me when I first started my my business, um, just start. Mm. Like whatever you want to do, just start. And the truth is that is how you make progress. You just start. Yeah. With this conversation, with a business, with any situation you are you find yourself in. Uh, that's confusing just just start start saying something start being proactive um you know it's always people and i mean me specifically as well i sit back and i think about how many other people have been affected by that one conversation that i kept secret um and you know that that scares me that somebody else would have had to deal with that and somebody else is probably dealing with that because the person is still around. Um, but we have to start somewhere. We have to start saying something. We we can't look back and think, I should have, would have, could have. Mm. Um, start the trouble if you need to start the trouble. You you might just be saving some other girls, boys, women, a lot of heartache in the future. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. And amen to that. You know, I also wanted to ask you, how did you feel when you were capturing these women's stories? Did you feel like sometimes it was quite difficult, you know, hearing these different stories? Was there moments where you had to hold space together? You know, was it was it kind of, or was it more sense of that there was that power coming forward? There was, there was something of of healing or uh, a goodness, like we always say, the the broken, beautiful. How did you experience that? Just hearing stories and and being there, capturing these stories as well, and hearing women voice their truths uh, together yeah. and also separately. Mm. Um, it was such a powerful, powerful few hours. Um, when I got home, I said to my husband. I just need to sit here and decompress from all of this. And and so many women as well that were part of it, the next day they sent a message and were like, oh my God, like that moved me so much. And I said it was so heavy, but at the same time, it made you feel so much lighter. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we sat in this, we were, we shot in at a studio Um and so we all were having this conversation before we even started because we were waiting for a couple of people to come. And so this conversation started as soon as we got there. Yeah. And the similarities, like we we are such different women from such different spaces, but the similarities is what shook us all, you know, to have such similar stories to tell from such different places from around the country that we've lived. That is a scary, scary thing because then you realize you you always think you're the you're the only person. You know, you always feel like you're the only person having to deal with certain things, and you're not. Um, and I think Jimmy sat there. He was the only male on set, mm-hmm. um, and he sat there and he was just bewildered. And it's so weird because normally when I get home, he you know I'll message him to say I'm home, um, or he'll check up on me. You know, wherever we're shooting or whatever. And we didn't speak to each other that night. Um, and the next morning, he sent me a message to say, sure, that was heavy. Like, mm. I don't know how you do this. 
And I said to him, you know, I needed to actually decompress and not speak to anybody for a bit because, you know, in my car driving home, there were just tears streaming down my face it was it was such an emotional time and I, I hope that we could have these honest honest open conversations more often I yeah. and and maybe this is something that we should start actually mm. we just gather a group of women who want to say this happened to them just to hear other people say you're not alone in this it happened to me too yeah. and to figure out how to navigate this. And even if it's just offloading that time to say, okay, you know, an interview that's still coming up, um, one of the ladies said that she actually uses a male name on her Uber, on her Mr. Delivery. She uses a man's name because it's too dangerous to use her own name because she's been... Um, you know, she's been kind of being rude to by the Uber driver or by the Mr. Mm. Delivery driver, you know, are you alone here kind of vibe. Mm. And so she uses a male name. And I thought, oh my God, that is just crazy. The things that we do. It's like when I'm alone at home and if somebody comes to the door, um, you know, I will shout upstairs and say, um, agent, come down, whatever, mm. to make the person realize I'm not alone at home. Mm. But these silly things that we do make us feel safe. Yeah. But I, this can't be our lives. This just can't be our lives. Mm. You know, and I think that I think that shook Jimmy to his core. <laughs> mm. Because of course we always have these conversations, you know, when we travel for his press tours and that, you know, Earlier this year, we did a press tour in Johannesburg and I had to fly back early for another event and he stayed and he ordered me an Uber Black so that I didn't have to just use a normal Uber. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is I was taking an Uber Black at half past four in the morning and it was load shedding and it was Johannesburg. And for that entire hour, I just held my breath because... I didn't know where I was going. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see anything. But you hear of all these stories of people just jumping out the boot. And just, yeah. and you have these silly fears in your head. And it was, you know, it was a more verified, I suppose, it's Uber Black and not the normal Uber. But it doesn't matter. And when I got to the airport, I messaged him. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm safe at the airport. I'm going to catch my flight now. Uh, and he's like, you know, all good. Travel safe, whatever. But when he got back to Cape Town and we had a debrief, I said to him, I was terrified that entire trip to the airport because it was pitch black at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I didn't know where I was going. And then all these horror stories of this is going to happen to you. Yes. And he said to me, like, this is not even something I think about when I jump into an Uber. And I said to him, our lives are very different. Exactly. Our lives are very different. And that's why I think it's so important, like you said as well, that men watch these real stories because you know? men need to hear. That's why I think it was so great that he was there. And yeah. I hope that we can continue that for men to be exposed to that. So Nina, I, I'm just so grateful that you've broken this conversation open for us today. More is going to come. 
And I really do want to encourage people to go on over to Real Stories. If you're on Instagram, even go there right now because I know you got your phone probably in your hand. And that is Real mm-hmm. Stories. It's R-E-E-L Stories, Real Stories. And you will see I was watching them this morning, actually, some of them this morning. And it is so impactful. And I want to encourage listeners, also share it on your social media, not only to women, but share it to men as well. Share it to the males in our lives and so that they can hear our experiences. And exactly like you're saying, that fear of getting an Uber. Um, you know, I also have heard horror stories about women on flights being being sexually harassed on flights, uh, international course, flights. Yeah. You know, you on your little blanket trying to sleep and suddenly something happens from a pass- fellow passenger. It's not okay. Mm. So it's like we have this fears. But Nita, I want to say thank you so much. Our time has gone so quickly and we literally are wrapping okay. up now. And it's it's just been such a blessing to be with you today. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of what's going to be coming, more of what's going to be happening and to follow real stories. And so Nita, thank you so much for being here thank today. Thank you so much. It's been such thank a pleasure. You. And take care. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. I hope that you found this space to be a space of healing and a space of truth. And during the song, I was just reflecting on how so many times we are given permission to be ourselves and to take back our our power of our own voice by being seen and by realizing that we are not alone. And I hope and pray today that you feel seen and not alone in anything. And I also encourage you to go on over to Real Stories, as I said, and to follow along with the different discussions the women have and the ongoing series. And also, if you are maybe a a man and you are listening, I pray that you will be someone who stands up for your family. I pray that you'll be someone that is an ally for women and to realize that we do have unique experiences just like Nita shared you know when you get into Uber you're thinking of your life and your safety when you get onto an airplane trust me you are thinking of your life and safety when you are in a space any space and these are supposed to be normal spaces that you have to inhabit every day even at the workplace you know you're just traveling on the road maybe after dark you're always consistently thinking about your safety and your life and that's the reality that women live with in South Africa it is a truth it's true for me and it's true for many people listening so I pray today that you as a as a man would also come alongside and be an ally maybe share your story and see how you can be someone that draws alongside women and advocates for women, and especially in your faith communities. Our faith communities need to start being participants in the healing space and in the spaces where women can be seen and, and can also be you know, heard and respected. And I pray that this time together today has been a source of blessing to you. I'm grateful for every woman who has broken the silence and despite breaking things apart, despite having to overcome her own personal trauma and shame, she has shared her story. And maybe that's you today and I honor you for that. And so I want to say thank you for joining me on Voice of Change. As always, it's been such a blessing. May God bless you. May he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and give you his absolute peace today and throughout the rest of this week. And until next time, I'll see you then and take care. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.